something motivational, inspirational, and conversational. Oh, artists at home. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and being a guest on our Artist at Home series. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, before we get started, I mean, do you want to let us know a little bit about who you are and the kind of work that you do when things aren't in a global pandemic? <laughs> so my name is Vicki Lovely, and I am a pop singer-songwriter um, from Ontario. Um, I recently released two songs already that I wrote and co-produced with my producer. His name is Indigo Sun. And I have a third one that just came out very, like literally yesterday. It came out yesterday. <laughs> it's called Breaking Barriers. And you can listen to it on any music platform. That's awesome. <laughs> so do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, your, your songwriting process? Because every song that you've put out so far has been different um, than the last. So how is that creative process for you? And is there a reason that you're, you're doing such different works right now? So right now I have three songs I just put out kind of like what you said each song kind of has its own little message its own emotion they're all very different um, I did it on purpose because I wanted to show like the different sides of my writing style and who I am as an artist um, the first one being like just very vulnerable um, kind of like being surrounded by toxic people that's sort of like the first emotion that I want to put out. Second emotion, um, it's sort of more like confident, sassy, like I don't need no man kind of vibe. And then this most recent one, it's uh, more of like the romantic side. It's a little bit like a love song. So I kind of wanted to like showcase um, like different parts of me. And even like the next songs that I plan on putting out, I wanted to kind of talk about different topics as well. Yeah. That's awesome. So kind of, uh, I guess, giving your audience a little taste of, of all these different uh, things that you want to explore throughout your, your artistry in the future, right? Yeah, like, and also, like, I'm also curious to see how people, like, react to each song. Like, obviously, every song that I put out, it touches different parts of my life and emotions that I went through, experiences that I went through, but I'm curious to see which one kind of connects with others the most. Right, right. So when you're working, and it's crazy because, you know, so many people um, will share like a little a teaser or a snippet on their, their social media, on their Snapchat, on their Instagram, or even just, you know, something to send to their friends. Um, whereas with you, everything's always like so under wraps. I never have any idea what you're working on or what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, I'll just, you know, be scrolling through Instagram one day and it's like, you have a song coming out. And I'm like, oh, damn, she, she's been busy. Um, but I never have any idea what you're working on. So... I mean, you know, obviously, is, is there a reason that you, you keep that under wraps so much? Or is that just kind of your work process? So actually, um, a lot of artists in general, they are encouraged to like share and show the behind the scenes um, to the public of like what they're doing. And this is something that I feel like um, I, I do enjoy doing it, but I feel like I kind of have to start learning to share a little bit more of what I'm doing. Um, uh, the reason why, I guess for this Breaking Barrier song specifically, I didn't do much of it was because of the pandemic. Um, I had this song, this song was ready to go back in like March. Um, but then I didn't want to separate it from the music video because the music video um, wasn't filmed un until June. So um, I did, and I will be putting out 
later once the music video is out like a behind the scenes video of how i filmed it so i thought that so was like, cool. a cool way to kind of like share but um yeah no like you you brought up like a very good point like it, it is something that i'm trying to like share a little bit more on like the recording process or just like even when i'm like being frustrated because maybe i'm not able to songwrite or you have writer's block or i'm just frustrated or just kind of like the behind the scenes of like what the truth is actually like um of like making a song um my my distributor is cd baby and cd baby actually sent an email to everyone being like hey like we are getting a lot of music submissions right now because of the pandemic so this is like the most they've ever received um they receive so much music right because everyone's working at home everyone's do, putting out music so usually it takes them about like a week or two weeks to kind of inspect everything and deliver everything so when i what i mean by that is like it takes them about one or two weeks to deliver to spotify apple music all that stuff but because of the pandemic it takes five to six weeks so like, like i thought it would be really cool like now that you brought it up that to share kind of this like knowledge and share it with the public being like oh it's like a cool little like inside sneak peek inside backstage what happens backstage um that the public may not know about well that and also yeah. i mean some insight for for artists and people who are maybe um looking into putting music out for the first exactly. time who, yeah. who may not so, know that it's not just as simple as like do it upload to itunes and it's out there kind of thing it's yeah and actually i do know a few people I, i'm not going to put out names a few artists mm -hmm. that did put out music that because of this dis like distribution error that it either came out too soon or came out or it's not out yet, but they announced that it's out. So it's like, you did bring up a good point on like kind of like some artists overshare, but I think my little weakness is maybe sometimes I don't share enough. I think, mm -hmm. I think kind of like sharing little bits like that would be, would be beneficial for sure. Yeah. I mean, for, especially for people who are, like I said, are, are starting out and just having that, that knowledge from someone like you who has kind of done it um, and been there to just kind of, because I mean, it, it's like anything, you're not going to just find the answer on Google, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. it's, it's really one of those things where you have to, to learn it from someone who, who can show you the ropes and has lived through that already. Um, so are, are you confident though, that your music is going to, going to come out on time? Yes. So you, you can always check the status on CD Baby if it's delivered or it's still in the process. So because I submitted it a long time ago, everything is set. That's <laughs> so, awesome. so, I mean, I think the best way for people to really get a, a visual sense of, of your thought process and your artistry in it is looking at the music videos and you put out such a cool music video for your first yeah. single. So do you, can yeah. you tell us a little bit about, the, I guess, the, the concept and the process behind creating that video and also just what it's like to, to put out your first music video? So actually, for the longest time ever, like even before I put out that first song, I've always just had a very like visual mind. Every time I listen to like other songs, um, other artist songs, I would sometimes like be able to visualize like certain little stories or little scenes that I already kind of have in my head. So I remember when I put out my first song, I really wanted to kind of showcase like right from the get go that like I also have like a very creative visual mind as well. So the first song called Intruder, um, I had <laughs> the idea um, originally, it was just going to be, I had this um, bathtub that I was going to sit in and I was going to have this bottle of like pink or blue liquid 
and I was gonna like pour it in the bathtub to like represent like it's like toxic or like a toxic environment so that was sort of like the base um of how I started that music video and then obviously like after I like um brainstormed a little bit more I met the videographer his name is Andrew Beach we kind of like bounced ideas back and forth and that's sort of like how the music video came to be but music video started off with like okay I know I want to be in this bathtub <laughs> with like I'm gonna pour some colored liquid and stuff like that yeah it's very weird <laughs> but I like it yeah no it's it, it's incredible and it, it's really such like a the the even you know with without the song the video is such an art form in itself just the the imagery that you're you're portraying there um, and something that we, we see is kind of a, I guess, a recurring theme, um, with, within the video and within your, your still images and your makeup is the color pink and that vibrant, yeah. vibrant pink. <laughs> so, so what is, does the color pink hold any specific, um, meaning to you or is there something that you're trying to tell through that? Or is it just a, a color that you love? Um, when I first put out my first song, it was just something that, I thought would look cool like when I painted like the pink bar like right across my face um, but then when I incorporated that in the music video like the pink goop or the pink liquid representing like toxics I thought that was like a really cool thing to kind of like have again in my other songs um, it is like for the song that I just put out yesterday breaking barriers um, I have a music video coming out in a few weeks after um, and that pink sort of reoccurs again, but it's a different meaning a little bit. Um, but I just thought it was like a cool way to kind of like make my mark a little bit. It's like a symbolic mark. Like, like your, how, like, your signature color. Yeah, like, like David Bowie has thing. like little lightning on his face. It's like little, it's like a little, yeah, thing I'm trying to like settle in. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, kind of, you know, continuing off of that, how do you go about creating Vicky Lovely, this, this persona, this this entity because I mean obviously it's it's still yourself but this public image of yourself I feel like Vicky Lovely it's sort of it's how I kind of cope with the stuff that I struggle with or um things that I'm just not able to kind of like really express in words so when I write songs, sort of like my way of kind of like okay I'm acknowledging my problem like how do I like feel about it like it's my way of like coping, basically, kind of like creating a song, putting it out in the world. And I feel like that's how I, for example, if it's like a breakup and then when someone writes a breakup song, it's sort of like, it's the same way for me. It's how I kind of get over it. It's like, just let me cry it out. Let me write it out, put a song out and then, okay, I'm going to get over it kind of thing. So it's sort of like a way for me to like deal with like the good and bad in life right. and then kind of making it into music and art. Yeah. That's so cool. So do you have, I mean, you mentioned David Bowie, do you have any, you know, specific musical influences that have kind of shaped either, you know, this, this persona or the music that you create? Yes, Lady Gaga. Okay, I've loved her since like 2010. So a long time now. <laughs> and I just remember like, obviously her music itself. So forget her music videos, forget what she wears. Like the music itself, obviously it's like a work of art. But you add in the music videos, you add in like her fashion, the things she wears, and like it kind of takes her music to like a whole other level. And 
it really resonated with me because that's something that I really like as well, like what I wear and how I make my music videos. Um, I look up to her a lot because of that, yeah. That's awesome. So, so what did you think of Chromatica? So, <laughs> I love it. At the end of the day, I'm always going to love whatever she puts out. Um, <laughs> I think it's definitely more pop um, that the public, that the normal public is used to. I really like it, but I really love her weirder stuff, like art pop. I love that album. I know you don't, <laughs> you don't really like it. <laughs> it's not that I, I didn't like it. I think for me anyways, <laughs> and I think probably a lot of other people, it was Born This Way was just such an amazing, oh my God, it, was yes. a, it was like uh, arguably probably her her strongest um, full body of work. You know, like there, yeah. I don't think there was a single song on that album that, that wasn't kick ass, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, it, like there, there didn't feel like there was any weak links there. So I think, and it had that fun 80s dance beat throughout. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a fun thing. So I think for a lot of people, myself included, we kind of expected this next album, be, also because she hyped it up so much, um, we, we expected this next album was going to be very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And when Art Pop came out, no. It, it, <laughs> I mean, it, there was nothing wrong with it, but it was like totally different First, direction you, creatively, you. you know? So I think, and it was the same thing with Joanne. Then everyone's expecting, okay, she's going to go back to, because the fame, the fame monster born this way all had that kind of 80s dance influence. Yeah, yeah. And then Joanne comes out and it's like, did like she just whole, make a country yeah. album? Like what is happening here? I feel like it's kind of interesting because I feel like she kind of does it on purpose sometimes. It's like she knows that the public is expecting one thing and she's like, nah, right. I'm going to do my right. own thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just, I think it, it, it just kind of like throws you. But I do, okay, I do have to say with, with Chromatica, love it or hate it, the thing that I thought was so unique and so interesting about it was the, those kind of like orchestral oh my God. that were Chromatica 1, 2, and 3. Um, yeah. Because first off, they, they fit so well. And they were so cohesive with the rest of the album, which is so surprising. Um, But I thought it was so cool to kind of integrate that into a mainstream pop album because the vast majority of of people who are listening to Lady Gaga or are listening to uh, all these pop artists in 2020 are not going to be the kind of people who would normally listen to that kind of of music. Yeah, yeah. I remember, so like the first time that I ever heard it, um, I was actually doing like a listening party with a few of my friends. So after each song, we would pause it and like talk about it. But then later when I was able to listen to it from beginning to end, it was then that I realized it's like one continuous, like the album is basically one continuous long song because like yeah, the yeah, instrumentals yeah. kind of like one journey into like each song. And I was like, okay, true. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was really sick. Yeah, for sure. Um, so while we're on the topic of Lady Gaga, I'm going to ask you to play a little game here. Okay. We're going to do a lightning round, all right? <laughs> so I'm going to give you, you two, two artists, and you got to pick between them. Like who I like better? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Start some drama. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Vicky Lovely breaks into the music industry, causing beef already. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Lady Gaga or Katy Perry? Lady Gaga. Dua Lipa or Ariana Grande? Dua Lipa. Drake or The Weeknd? Drake. Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Britney Spears. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion or Post Malone? 
Post Malone. Madonna or Cher? Madonna. I know you're going to hate me for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blackpink or BTS? Oh, don't do this to me. BTS. Oh, that was hard. Taylor Swift or Camila Cabello? Um, Taylor Swift. Uh, Ali X or Kim Petras? Ali X. Shawn Mendes or Charlie Puth? Charlie Puth. Okay. Yeah, okay. You know, you know. <laughs> you know I'm going to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Charlie Puth, I think, is, in my opinion, one of the best songwriters of our, and musicians mm. of our generation. I love, I love when he, t- when he talks about uh, how he produced it, how he put his songs together. It's really cool. Because, like, it's basically like a one-man show. I'm sure he has other people working on it, but yeah. majority, it's, it's him. And I thought, I think that's pretty cool. Like, he has his own little home studio. He, like, beatboxes sometimes. I thought that was, like, mm-hmm. really cool. That, and I mean, I, I don't know. I think with him, it's cool that he kind of did it, like, the old-fashioned way. You know, he went to... I mean, yes, he, he obviously did put out YouTube covers as well. And that's how he got mm-hmm. noticed on a large scale level. But he went to school for it. You know, he learned his craft yeah. through and through. And I think that made him a, a better musician because mm-hmm. he, he really thoroughly understands music theory and composition and all these things. Um, and also, like you said, he is like a, a self-produced entity. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know when I saw him live, it was very abundantly clear I that regret. he... he I regret. <laughs> Uh, no, no, he was a musician first mm-hmm. and a performer, celebrity, whatever you want to call it, second, you know? Yeah. Which I think it makes such a difference because so many people nowadays prioritize being a celebrity in a public figure over the art that they're creating. It's, I feel like, yeah, like to me, unfortunately, there are a lot of musicians, very successful musicians who they don't even know like a lick of music theory, which I guess if they don't really care, then that's fine. But kind of like, in my opinion, and like, like what you said, like, if I feel like if you really want to understand music in a deeper level, I feel like you should need some sort of basic understanding of theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, on that note, you went to school for you have a bachelor of music i know that and it's in jazz vocal yes that's correct i went to york university so what so what was that experience like because i mean obviously you're not you're not singing jazz music and you're not putting out jazz music right now but what was that experience like in school and how do you think that that training even though it was maybe more jazz specific uh prepared you for the kind of artist that you want to be today Mm -hmm. i feel like kind of going through um the program uh I definitely grew as like a person and the way I work, the way I interact with other musicians, working in a band, um, working on theory. So it, it gave me a very strong like starting point and a strong base um, of me taking the next step to being like an independent artist. Um, kind of like what you said when I was in school, it was mainly jazz. Um, but I feel like it's something that I still very, um, I still love it even though I'm not writing jazz music, I still love, love, love it. Um, um, But it gave me like the opportunity to work with like a band. Like there was like a bass player, guitar player, drums. You kind of learned how to count them in, make sheet music, like little things like that, that I thought Mm -hmm. um, I definitely learned uh, from, from going through that program. That's awesome. And so, I mean, 
on that note and back to your Lady Gaga inspiration, do you think <laughs> at any point you're going to inexplicably put out a jazz album for no I, apparent reason? <laughs> in the near future right now, I don't see myself um, putting out a jazz album, but I do see myself doing like a jazz cover on YouTube or something like like kind of in between when I'm working on music, I might mm-hmm. put out like a little jazz cover because like I haven't really properly sang jazz in a while. I've sang like, you know, for fun in the shower and stuff. And you're and good at it too. It's, oh my God, I miss it. <laughs> I but, remember seeing you, uh, I, I know I've seen you sing jazz more than once, but the one that always stands out to me is um, Bewitched, Bothered, Bewitched. Bewildered. I love that one. I love You that do that one. song so well. You know, I have, and I don't know why I have this, have but them. just randomly it came on shuffle one day. I'm dead. I don't oh, know why I have I think this. I sent it to you like back in the day. Oh, well, obviously you sent it to and me. Then... <laughs> <laughs> it just came on shuffle the other day. I was like, yo, if I didn't like recognize, oh, this is like Vicky's voice, like, and look at my phone and see that like it wasn't like an actual like album. It was like, you know, just like a file that had come on yeah. shuffle. Um, I totally would have bought that that was just Duh. like something off the iTunes store, you know? Like, and that was like a long time ago. I think that was like 2017. I would love to like re record that again. You should. You should. Because <laughs> that was like my voice back in the day. You know, we all grow. So I feel like I could maybe do a better job than I did like years ago. <laughs> so, so jazz definitely still holds a, a place in your heart, yes. right? Yes. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. So you talked about working with a band. Um, obviously, some of the music that, that you're working on now um, has a more digital element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a, a preference in working with a live band versus kind of digitally um, engineered music? Mm-hmm. So as of now, um, I when I perform, it would be with like a little backing track because I love to be able to walk around on stage. So it'll be with a backing track and maybe like a keyboard if I want to do like a stripped down version or like an acoustic version on the keyboard. Um, but it is something that I'm uh, looking into a little bit later, um, finding uh, instrumentalists to kind of play my songs live mm-hmm. with me. And I would want like just like the backing track plus the instrumentalist, kind of like both together. I thought mm-hmm. that would be really cool. Yeah. 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 And finding that that mix, because I think some of those those more digital um, and computer engineered sounds definitely do kind of give it that that pop feel. Mm-hmm. But there's just something so organic about the experience of uh, seeing a singer with that that oh live gosh, music, yes, you know, yes. even with with, you know, Gaga and some of those like just dance or those really like poppy songs that she has when you have like still that synth going, but also like the live guitar with it. Mm-hmm. It just totally changes the, it the experience brings it to life. I for yeah. sure. And, and I feel like a lot of my songs so far um, has a very like heavy drums, like heavy bass drums um, that I feel like would sound super cool live. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I would look into doing both like the backing track plus like live, uh, live music as well. Yeah. Right. So, so how has this pandemic affected you and your work? Because I mean, summertime is like the season of music festivals yeah. and that's kind of where you would normally be, you know, thriving with, with so many performance opportunities. How has this pandemic affected and how have you adapted? Like, what are you doing in the meantime instead? It is so crazy. The whole music scene and in particular, like the live music scene is 
quaking, they're shaking. Um, so when the lockdown first happened back in March, I had a few mental breakdowns, <laughs> so did everyone else, um, because I had uh, my music video planned already. It was just, I wasn't able to film it. Um, I was going to originally put out Breaking Barriers earlier, maybe April or May, um, but obviously because of the lockdown, I wasn't able to film. And um, when I was recording with my producer, everything was on Zoom. So like we would kind of work on the production um, on Zoom, through Zoom, but we weren't able to record proper vocals because we usually do it at his, his house. And obviously like we were on lockdown. Um, so that was definitely, it felt like it was, everything was like on pause. Um, I did write a few songs um, throughout the months um, and thankfully once stage two kind of happened, I was finally able to, uh, to film the Breaking Barriers music video. Yes, <laughs> after so long. Um, so to finally be able to like put this third song out, it's like a huge rock has been like lifted because it's like, I've had this song with me for so long and I was like so excited to like, just like share it with, with, with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned um, that you were working on producing the song through Zoom. Mm -hmm. What is that experience like? Because I mean, I, I can't imagine, like I, I think that that would be such like a, a personal thing you'd want to be there in person for obviously. Yeah, but what's it like trying to do that over Zoom and, and having that different experience? It's definitely, different for sure um but it's the best case scenario you know kind of like doing things online um because at the end of the day you have to be able to hear how it really sounds like so whenever we play it back on zoom like when he plays back like the track i can hear like honestly 50 percent of how it actually sounds like so he will always just send it to me he'll email me like that little file so i can mm -hmm. actually listen to it on my own time to see to, to hear how it actually sounds like. But and the full quality of it. Exactly, yeah. So it's actually, it's definitely doable. You know what I mean? Like it's like, because we do like a share screen, I'm able to at least see and like hear a little bit of like what he's doing and stuff. Um, so it's definitely doable, yeah. Just not, obviously not ideal. Um, mm -hmm. is, there, is there anything that you, you learned throughout that process that maybe changed the way that you, you think of the production process or that you would, um, would change the way you approach it in the future? Actually, so the fact that I wasn't able to record vocals um, got me thinking that I should start having like a basic recording setup um, at my home. Just mm -hmm. for example, we don't know how long this is going to go for this pandemic. And also, I guess even just doing like little demos and stuff. Like, I think... Um, I started looking into building like a little like recording setup at my home as well. So is that what you ended up doing to, to record the vocals? It's, oh, so right now it's something that like I, I'm in the process of doing. I haven't recorded the, the, the vocals yet, but it's something that like, it's in my mind because I have to kind of like start figuring out, okay, how am I going to record vocals now? Right. Yeah. If you, side note, if you haven't bought a mic yet, this is like the, I was floored by the quality of this one <laughs> for a hundred dollars. Like I would highly oh, suggest looking into okay. it um, because all the other ones were at least double that. Um, mm. And Amazon's return policy is so good, right? I was like, okay, if it sucks, I'm, I'm just going to send it back. Yeah. Um, but yo, the quality on this one, it comes with the pop filter, which obviously I'm not using for, 
for this, but, mm-hmm. and it's like some solid quality there. Like I put this in audition and I was like fucking around with it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I can send you the link if you want. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I mean, and also like, like I said, the return policy is still good. If you get it and you don't like it, you can always send it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's just me, me sharing my, my <laughs> luck with, with Amazon. Cause, um, yeah, like obviously when we were doing this, we didn't know how long it was going to last. We didn't want to spend, you know, bare money on, on yeah. something that might not last. But no, this was like a solid, solid purchase. Like I can't yeah. complain. Um, no, I've lost my train of thought. So ha 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 ha. Okay. So you do, ha- I mean, you, you have this new song out, Breaking Barriers. Uh, you mentioned that it's, you know, kind of a love song, but can you tell us a little bit more about that and the, the process behind creating this song in particular? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm still very shocked that I ever wrote a love song. Um, When I kind of look back at the songs that I wrote, um, they're all kind of different topics, but whenever I wrote about like my like romantic life, it was always like negative because I unfortunately, and I'm sure a lot of you has experienced this as well, um, a lot of letdowns in the dating world. Um, (laughs) So to to kind of like be able to... um, like find the mindset to write a love song that was like very new to me um I wrote it um I kind of wanted to also write it in the perspective of like it didn't necessarily have to be about love I wanted it to be like an uplifting song about like okay like after going through letdowns after going through you know being exhausted um of going through the same fate I guess that you're finally able to find something um, that like something that you were always looking for, even though going through like a bunch of like no no nos. So I want it to be like a very uplifting song, um, and it, it, it's about love. But like I want the listener to like l- listen to it from like a general point of view. It doesn't have to be about love. Yeah, it's awesome. So I mean, like you mentioned, it's available on all music streaming platforms. So yes. people can definitely go check that out. You've got the music video coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, so that's obviously, you know, taking up so much of your time. What's next for you, both as an artist and as a person? So I already have things planned. Um, I'm hoping to release, for now, I want to release singles because I want to kind of um, experiment with different topics, different sounds. Um, so in 2021, I'm hoping to release another single early 2021. And then another one in September of 2021. Oh, um, damn. So we're like over a year away. Yeah. So um, again, I want the songs to have different topics. Um, I'm already in the process of writing about it, um, about like writing the songs, kind of like putting it together. So I definitely, um, I definitely have a lot of work <laughs> to do for that. Hey. Um, and for one of the songs, 2021 there will be a music video for that as well um so i won't obviously because of money and time um there won't be a music video for every single song that i put out but i want to do it for the songs that i feel like is a stronger song Mm -hmm. something that i can already visualize something like for songs that i was having a hard time visualizing for example um the song what i can do which is the second song that i put out I felt that because the song was already so straightforward, it was very direct. I felt like the song was already strong enough by itself. That's why I kind of had a hard time like um, 
visualizing like something for right. it because the song was very straightforward. I didn't want to really um, do a music video that was like, like, I don't know how, it's hard to explain, but I didn't want to like Like ensuring that the video enhances the the song. It isn't just a video for the sake of having a video. Exactly. Like when I was thinking of the video, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to let the song be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what's the the songwriting process for you? Like, I mean, obviously they're they're very spaced out um, in terms of release. How long does it take you to write one of these songs normally? Um, it depends. Usually every time I like find time to work on the song, I do it in like little chunks. So first I usually, obviously I have like either the title or the topic in mind. And then from there, I kind of like write sentences on, okay, what do I want the song to be about? What's the storyline? How do I want, what's my emotion when I start the song versus my emotion when I end the song? Like little outlines like that. And then from there, that's when I sort of group it into like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Um, When I, yeah, so I usually write it out first and then the melody comes a little bit later. And then when I have the melody, I pair it up with the piano first. So everything is with the piano. And once I kind of have everything done like that, then I usually chat with my producer, Indigo-san. I show him that. I have a brief idea of like the direction I want to go to. I'm like, do I want a slow song, a ballad? Do I want like a bop people can dance to? And then we kind of like work together um, from there. Yeah. So you do all these uh, piano demos on your own. are these something that you would ever consider, you know, years down the road or whatever, putting out just a collection of these acoustic demos? I thought about um, filming like a acoustic video, like on um, YouTube, especially kind of like what you said, there will be like a little bit of a gap between some, some mm-hmm. songs that I put out. So I thought it would be a good idea to do like a mini, I guess, performance of like a stripped down version on a keyboard. Like an acoustic series kind of thing. Something like that. Yeah. Of, of, of each song. So I thought that would be interesting. Like um, for on my own um, Instagram account, I've, I haven't done Instagram live, but I thought instead of doing a, like a live concert, I thought it would be better to film like, it's as if I'm filming a live concert, but I'm like editing it and then putting it on YouTube. So it won't be done live, but when you watch it, it will seem like you're watching it live. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, that's cool. I would love, I think the first one that comes to my mind is like, I would love to hear Intruder on piano. Like, I feel like that, I feel like not only would it be amazing, but I feel like it would almost be a different song, you know? It's, oh my gosh, yeah. It, I feel like, because when I practice on my own, kind of like going through my songs, I usually practice it obviously with the track, but then I practice it with my piano as well. And it, some of the words hits you differently when yeah. you kind of sing it a little bit slower, sing it with the piano. Some of the words hit you differently for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, since we're talking about Intruder, um, what, what's the process like in, in coming up? Because that word does not appear in the song at all. So how do you come up with that, that title for, for that particular song? Um, it's funny. Um, when I wrote the song, I didn't know what to call it, to be honest. Um, usually, like, songs, um, they kind of take a word from the chorus and use that as a title, but I didn't really want to use any of the chorus words as a title, and it was actually, the song was titled by my mom. <laughs> um, when she heard Shout the song... Shout out to your mom! <laughs> Mrs. Lee! <laughs> um, she was like, 
oh, when I hear this song, I feel, you know, intruded, you know, like someone is being intruded, like there's an intruder. And I was like, I like that word. It was very like, like when you hear that word, it's like in your face, you know, it's like, yeah. there's like a red alarm, like flashing. So I really like that word. So kind of plopped it in there. I thought that was like a good, a good title. <laughs> All right, let's play, let's play a game because you, you have your songs about so many different topics. You, you come up with these titles. So I'm going to give you a couple different topics and you got to tell me if you were writing a song, I guess what kind of sound it would have and what you would call it. Uh, okay. Okay. I see. Okay. All right. You ready? Um, song about your parents. What would it sound um, like and what would you call it? I would call it Shelter. And I think it would be a ballad, like a slow song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, song about going out to a bar or a restaurant and hanging with your friends. Vodka. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> word that popped to my mind. Um, I'm thinking along the lines of like a Kesha song. Like, Ooh, okay. Okay. like, like, like a fun, cause I have never written like a party song where I've never written a song that's about let's dance for the night, like something like that. So yeah. I think that would be a very interesting yeah, and yeah. fun way to write. But like old school Kesha, not like praying Kesha. Old school Kesha. Like I'm thinking yeah. of like TikTok. TikTok and your love is my drug yeah, and like yeah. dirty, sweaty <laughs> glitter Kesha. <laughs> um, Song about your favorite food? Um, I would call it sashimi, <laughs> like sushi. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it would be like, you know what? It should be like a very like uplifting bop, K-pop, like, like with a little bit of like video game beeps to it. Right, right, right. Like it sounds like very like fun. It's a fun song. Um. Okay, I'll give you a couple more. Uh, song about the feeling you get when you perform live. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say the word like saturated or something. Like something that I feel like I'm like okay. in my zone. Like saturated because I feel like that's where I feel the best at. I feel like that's like my best self. I don't know mm -hmm. if saturated is the right word, but like, that's the first word that popped into my mind. And I would feel... um. I feel like it should be like a triumphant song. Like I'm thinking like Imagine Dragons, okay. like, like nice, yeah, nice. what I meant to do, bitch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last one. If you were writing a song about me, what would it be called and how would it sound? <laughs> you know what? It would, your name itself, that's like the title. It'll be called Wendell. <laughs> and I feel like it would be like Broadway inspired. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. All right. So, so you mentioned uh, K-pop um, and I know that you, you listen to a lot of K-pop. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think that, you know, K-pop is becoming more and more popular in, in the Western world. Uh, how do you think that that influence is impacting the music industry today in the Western world? I think the reason why K-pop is like blowing up more than ever is because of social media. Like K-pop is always like K-pop was always like, insanely huge obviously in Asia but mm -hmm. I feel like because of social media that when they post things they're able to share their life and their music um th like worldwide and I think that is like a huge reason why um it's blowing up right now for sure obviously unless I like google what the the lyrics are about like you kind of know what the song is about through 
if it's a sad song, happy song, if it's like upbeat or if it's like a slow yeah. song, you kind of already have like a feel of what they're singing about. And dude, their music videos, wow. Whole other level. I love Yeah, I'm so it. glad I'm not paying for, and I will never have to pay for a K-pop music video because <laughs> those budgets though. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so, I mean, you know, we talked about, you know, what's next for you. What are your, your long-term goals um, as an artist, as a musician? You know, you're putting out singles right now. Are you planning on putting out an album in the future? Or, or what's kind of the next big milestone for you as an mm-hmm. artist? Um, my next big step would be an EP. I'll kind of do an EP first. Um, it's sort of like a little, you know, dipping my toes in it a little bit before I mm-hmm. want to do like an album. Um, and I thought about it recently that I feel like when I put out an EP, I would kind of want it to be like a mini collection of like emotions or mini collections of like different experiences that I went through. So sort of the reason why that all my singles are about different topics and different emotions is because when I put on an EP, I think it'd be really cool to have like a mini collection of right. four or five songs that are different, but it's like, they still have a cohesiveness to it. Right. So, so is the goal kind of to take one of your singles that, that performs well and then build the rest of the, yes. the EP around that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. And do you kind of have an idea in your mind already about which song that's going to be? Or is it something that you're kind of waiting until you get the, the reaction to see how it resonates with other people first? I have no clue which one I'm going to pick. Um, so yeah, I will definitely, once I have, once I feel like it's time to start my EP, I'll kind of like look back at each song. And I will definitely take into, into consideration of how people react to each one. But I feel like right. at the end of the day, um, the artist kind of has to really believe in that song, whether or not people may agree or not. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so all your songs so far are about different topics. Um, mm-hmm. In the future, are there any topics that you're really excited to explore within your music that you haven't touched yes. on yet? Yes. Um, there is this one project. I'm calling it a project, not a song, because I feel like it's definitely something that I really want to put a lot, a lot of time into it. Um, uh, the song will most likely be called Proud, and it will be, it's going to be about being proud of um, my Chinese culture. And again, every time I write about a song, it's relating to me, but I want the listener to have their own um, connection to it. So I want the song to ultimately be about being proud of where you come from, no matter where it is. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, do you, you're, I mean, obviously you're working on it now. Um, without giving too much away, because, you know, obviously it's still in process and it's not something you put out there yet. Is there anything that people can, can look forward to, to experiencing within that, that song or a little, uh, I guess, taste that you're willing to, to put out of what people can expect from it? Because this is my first time writing about a topic like this, I also wanted to incorporate, there's going to be a lot of new um, elements to the song production. I added little elements of like Chinese inspired instruments, not Chinese inspired, actual Chinese instruments, um, but also adding like a modern beat to it. So it'll be a cool mixture of um, putting both together, um, which I've never done, but I'm really liking how it sounds so far. That's awesome. So yeah. that's definitely something that people can can look forward to from yes. you in the future. It's and different, definitely, but I feel like people can still like bop to it. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and I think also, you know, music always hits harder and resonates more with an audience when it's that personal to the, mm-hmm. the writer, right? You know, I think um, you can have a catchy song, but when it's got something like that much passion behind it, it, it just hits different. Yeah. And actually, um, I've had this project in mind way before this pandemic started. I'm like, this is something that I feel really passionate about. But I feel like because of the pandemic and unfortunately um, a lot of racism um, around this pandemic True. and China, I feel like it's giving me more of like a push that I should put out this song within the near future. Yeah. So it's something we can look forward to sooner than later. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So one more time, where can people find your music and where can they find you online if they want to keep up with you and your journey? So I have the same name all across Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, literally anything online under the name Vicky Lovely. And I guess we'll kind of put like a little text at the bottom, Vicky Lovely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and can, can you spell it out for us for anyone listening to yes. the podcast? Vicky Lovely, it's V-I-C-K-I-L-O-V-E-L-E-E. That's same awesome. Same spelling all across everywhere online. That's awesome. So yeah, your new song, Breaking Barriers, is out now. Um, we're going to play a little clip as we end this off so people can get a taste for it, but definitely go check that out on any streaming platforms. Uh, it's out there, go take a listen and make sure you follow Vicky on all her social media to keep up with what she's doing and when her next music's coming out. Yeah. Let me know what you think. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. I thought that my heart.